So the big question is this, how are moms like us who feel called to be home with our little ones, whose main priority is family? How do we spend our days taking care of everyone else, but also find a way to have something for ourselves? Something that gives us purpose outside the walls of our home and something that allows us to contribute to the family budget. What is the best way to make money from home? Where do you start? And when do you even find time to work when you have little ones that need you all day? Those are the questions, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Cammie Lane, and I'm on a mission to show moms what's possible with an online business. Welcome to the Mom Start a Business Podcast. Now let's get started. You're listening to Mom Start a Business, episode 15. In this episode, I am chatting with Lael. And Lael is actually a friend from high school, but she has got some incredible things to share with you all. Lael is a mom of two, and she is a former worship pastor and did network marketing for a while, but now she is helping multi-gifted gals grow their social media skills to increase their impact via her brand, The Social Bloom. And so we dive into all sorts of good stuff, just her transition from, you know, leading worship into network marketing, and now to starting her own brand. We talk about, you know, knowing when it's the right season to hustle versus you kind of pulling back. We talk about how to choose what to pursue when you're good at a lot of things and you're passionate about lots of things. We talk about looking back and finding the common thread through your life to be able to to put that into a business. And we talk about how to really competently and consistently show up on social media, even if you don't feel like it or you don't have a lot of time. So you're definitely going to want to listen to the entire episode. It's actually kind of a long one because seriously, I could have talked with Lael all day. We have a lot in common just in our story. We both have little ones. Our oldest are about a month apart. And so we just had a great time chatting and I know that you are going to have a great time listening. So make sure you stick around to the end to hear everything that she has to share. Now, before I play the interview, I want to talk about what is going on right now, what is going on this week. And that is the 12 days of Christmas giveaway. So If you have not checked it out on my Instagram, go follow me. I am at Cami Lane, C-A-M-I-L-A-Y-N-E. And there is a giveaway post there that has all of the information. But basically, it is all about getting the word out for the podcast and me giving back and giving you some fun things. So at the end of the 12 days, there is going to be one grand prize winner that is going to get an annual membership to Purpose to Profit Society, which is my membership that walks moms through step-by-step how to come up with their business idea, how to get it started, do a beta launch, get all of the backend set up. It literally walks you step-by-step from the very beginning than to having your business all set up. And then you are also going to win a pretty and pink bundle is what it's called with some of my favorite things, a really cool 
pink portfolio, which is what I use to carry my laptop. It's got a really pretty silky scarf that I tie around my bag. And it's got one of my favorite bracelets that has a little lock on it. That's called the unlock your dreams bracelet. So you can go and check all of that out again on my Instagram at Kami Lane. You can see all the details and all of the different ways that you can get added. But the main thing is leaving a review for the podcast. So if you have not already, will you please just do me the honor and really, really help this mission of mom start a business go farther by going and leaving a review. You can go to momstartabusiness.com forward slash review, and that will walk you through the instructions of how you can leave a review wherever you are listening. I see all of the reviews. I read them and they really do mean the world to me. And when you leave a review, you're going to get 10 entries into the giveaway. And everybody that leaves a review is going to get a special invite to my goal planning workshop that is happening at the beginning of January. So make sure that you go and leave a review, snap a screenshot, share it on Instagram, or even just send it to me on Instagram. I would love to see those come in and I would love to see you entered in the giveaway. All right. So now that we have chatted all about that, again, go check it out on Instagram and then you can get entered there and with all of those instructions. Okay. Now let's get to the interview with Lael. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Lael. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I am excited that you are here. So let's just get started and let everybody know who you are, what you do, about your family, about your business, all that. Yeah, sounds good. So my name is Lael and actually went to school with Cammie. So we go way back. And I am a wife of almost, I'm like having to calculate. We'll be married eight years in April. And we have two wonderful children. My son, Cannon, will turn five in January. My daughter, Collins, just turned two in September. And we are currently praying about having a third. So I love being a mom, love being a wife. I spent really my 20s being a worship leader and eventually a worship pastor at our former church. I met my husband there, had my babies there. So many wonderful memories. I've absolutely loved that season in my life of being in worship ministry because I grew up, music was just a huge part of my life, songwriting. But as much as it was a huge part of my life, I never actually saw myself doing that as a job or career. It really was such a crazy God thing, how he ordered my steps to that job and to that church. And I feel like, oh man, just so many lessons learned there. And even though like worship leading was the big bulk of my job, I also actually got to experience a lot of just creativity and even like event planning. And then the last couple of years, actually there, I took on social media as a volunteer just because there was a need at our church. And I by no means considered myself an expert, but felt like I could help a little bit until a more permanent person could take it over. And so I feel like I learned a lot about social media during that little season, simultaneously being in worship ministry, 
But when I had my daughter, Collins, really when I got pregnant with her, I do feel like that yearning to be home with my kids started really firing up in me. But I felt really torn because I loved what I was doing at the church and felt so called to it. But before I say this all the time to people that I share my story with, like before I ever felt called to worship ministry, I knew I was called to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And so that, that calling just really became a priority in, in my life. But I'm also very much like a high achiever, go, go, go type. So it's, it's, it was just kind of a, a difficult transition, honestly, going from just having a full-time job essentially to being a stay-at-home mom, but it was also really neat again, how God, I feel like ordered my steps because back in 2017, I also took on a network marketing business for the very first time. I was totally one of those people that said I would never, but my sister-in-law who was the same as me said she would never found this company. It was one of those more ground floor opportunities and it was with airbrush makeup and it just, I, I still honestly don't know what ultimately made me say yes, other than I really do have a lot of respect for my sister-in-law. So I knew the fact that she was interested in it was saying something. And I do think I was, I don't think I knew it at the time, but looking back, I think I was subconsciously already thinking of here I am about to have, you know, another baby and know that we want to keep growing our family. Like it just would be nice to know what's out there to be able to bring in income for our family, but it be super flexible. And I totally saw with this network marketing company in particular, how key social media was to growing a successful business with this particular company. And that really appealed to me. And so I just went for it, had no clue what I was doing, <laughs> lots of living and learning, lots of things that I would do differently looking back. But I feel like it is absolutely a part of my journey and story, and I don't regret it one bit. And fast forward to today, that company that I was with for three years, I actually walked away from right before it shut down its direct sales side, which was a whole crazy story in and of itself. So it was just kind of crazy how God, I felt like was already preparing me for that, even though I didn't know it. And then I just kind of looked back over the course of the last three to five years of my life and realized, man, you know, this whole social media thing, like people are always commenting about how they like how I do my social media. And I know it's what helped me be somewhat successful in my last network marketing business. I loved helping with it at the church I was at. And so I didn't really know what it would look like to build a business or a brand around that. But I just, I felt like that was the direction I was supposed to go. And I loved how, again, it was something that I could be so flexible with at home while a mom. And so in June of this year, I just decided to go for it, flying by the seat of my pants and launched what I basically would consider like my my personal brand called the Social Bloom, where totally just started out giving away free value and free content and just nurturing the community that I already had. And I'm still so very much in the very like early baby beginning stages, but I'm having a lot of fun. 
and feel like just everything I learned in worship ministry, everything I learned with my network marketing business, it's all kind of like coming full circle into preparing me for this new season and adventure I'm in with the social bloom. And so it's a lot, but I tried to give you the nutshell version. (laughs) Yes. I love that story. I think it's also very kind of a lot of people have a similar journey in that, you know, they want to stay home. And so a network marketing company kind of like presents itself. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times I think at least this was for me is that was kind of the only thing I thought you could do from home. Right. You know? And so I just kind of had this idea, well, like if I want to stay home and kind of have some, you know, something that I could do part-time, but make some income, like, well, I, I can do a network marketing company. I kind of thought that was the only option. But then like, as you get into that and start learning about entrepreneurship and like get into that whole online marketing world, you see, wow, all of these possibilities and, and start coming into your own and like realize that you have, you have valuable skills outside of someone else's product that you could offer. And not that offering someone else's product is a bad thing. You know, I mean, there's definitely a place for it and can be awesome. And you still are a part of a different network marketing company, correct? Yes, I am. I quickly on the heels of realizing my time at my last company was done even before it would have been over no matter what. (laughs) I was already exposed to this other company that a girl actually that was, it it was kind of cool how this all worked out. Like she had been a direct downline to me. And then literally we just like flip-flopped and I went (laughs) with uh, under her with this new company. And it just, it truly was kind of offering all the things that I just had a, you know, you just have those gut checks that Mm -hmm. I've so appreciated my time here, but I just, I don't see my future here. And I just resonated so much more strongly with everything happening at this other company. I will say though, and I knew this, I knew this was going to potentially happen, like joining with another company, but then also feeling this big pull to start my own thing Mm -hmm. that it, it would be difficult to give my best to both, especially being a stay-at-home mom. It's just, you only have so much energy, so much time. And so I'm actually still navigating that for sure. Mm -hmm. And have not, have kind of, I mean, I'm still with the company. I still have the handful of customers that I built kind of like right off the bat. So I, I feel like I'm in a season of pause with that company, but I don't feel like I'm supposed to let it go because I really do believe in the company. I believe in the products. I've still been like literally using the products for over six months now. And, you know, it, it's almost like I'm looking at it as, you know, one of the big, I don't know, like marketing points or selling points with network marketing companies is that it's not only for the stay at home mom, but it's also for the woman working a mm-hmm. nine to five or a full-time job. And I mean, when I was working my last network company, I mean, I was working full-time and I had just had my son and then I got pregnant with my daughter. And so I actually was more busy, honestly, on paper in that season and was, you know, you could argue seeing success in both during that season, but 
I don't know. I just, I think there's are some seasons where we can handle a full plate and then there's some seasons where we just seem to like pull back mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to be better about leaning into when to, when to kind of like, you know, push and work hard for something and then when to hit the pause or when to put something temporarily on the shelf. And that's just kind of where I've been in the last few months, especially as it's like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to let the other network marketing company go. Cause I really do. I just learned so much about that industry. And I think in its purest form, like there is so much good that can come from it. I also totally see and understand and experience the negatives too. You know, it is what it is, but I just, I don't feel like I'm supposed to let it go. And I think there will be a time when I kind of get everything going with my social bloom business the way that I want it to, that I'll be able to pick that up and kind of like work them simultaneously because I do think yeah. it's possible to have a full-time job and work in network marketing business or be a stay-at-home mom and work in network marketing business. Like there really is that flexibility, but I think it just comes down to people really defining like, what do you actually want with this and what are your goals? Because I think when I first got into network marketing and was so new to it, it's very easy to, to get caught up in everybody else's like plans and goals for you instead of really taking the time to dig deep and define them for yourself. And the same applies with with my social bloom business. I felt like it was very tempting in the beginning to want to like try to copycat things that I saw everybody else doing in my field. But I just had to be honest about the season I'm in right mm-hmm. now, like as a mom and as a new, you know, entrepreneur in this space and just kind of put my blinders on and keep my head down and right. not feel like I'm in a rush or race or competition with anybody else. And there's just so much freedom and contentment when you can get to that place. And I haven't always been in that place. So to be in it now, it's like, ah, like this feels so much better. Yeah. How do you feel like you were able to get to that point? Because that is hard, you know, of of seeing everyone doing all things and wanting to be able to do that. But realizing your limitations and that, well, and choosing your limitations, really, you know what I mean? Choosing that your priority is family. So, you know, kind of navigating and trying to decide how, how much do I push and how much do I, you know, quote unquote hustle? How, Mm -hmm. how have you been able to kind of make those decisions and, and come to a good place with it? Yeah, I definitely don't think it's like one specific thing or moment. I I think it truly, I mean, it's for sure over the last year, especially just a lot of digging deep and getting honest with myself. I I know I'm probably not the only one that struggles, like kind of telling yourself like, oh, everything's fine. Like I can handle this. I can, you know, but when you really just get honest with yourself, like, you'll just know, you'll know when it's time to set something aside or hit the brakes um, or start something new. And I also think having really honest conversations with my husband was key because you got to be on the same page, like the same page with your Mm -hmm. spouse when it comes to all this stuff. And a lot of time in prayer, a lot of time in the word and just, you know, I, like when it comes to social media, for example, I think it is totally okay to unfollow or just mute people that maybe just trigger you a little bit with like comparison or like maybe it makes you feel like you are behind or 
it's like stifling your own creativity and your own ideas and vision because you just think, oh, well, that person looks successful. I guess I need to do it exactly like they're doing it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with getting inspired by people or getting ideas from people. But I do think I just know myself now <laughs> when it comes to that. And I just have to be really careful not to, to be such a consumer of other people people's journey that I missed out on my mm -hmm. own. And so, yeah, I, I just, for me, it was just kind of a, a combination between all of those things yeah. to, to kind of finally get to that place of, of contentment of, okay, this is what I feel like I can pick up. And this is what I feel like I need to, to set down for mm -hmm. a little bit. Hey, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to take a minute and say thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world to me knowing that I have amazing moms like you supporting my mission. Would you do me a favor? Will you share this episode with a friend? Simply take a screenshot right now and text it to a friend that it could help. Or better yet, share it on your Instagram stories or Facebook feed. Every share makes a huge difference in showing moms what's possible for them. Thanks again, friend. And don't forget to tag me at Cami Lane when you share. Okay, let's get back to it. So, you know, you mentioned in kind of your journey getting here that you were a worship leader, which mm -hmm. for everyone listening, she's very talented. <laughs> and Aww. I mean, really, like, I feel like you could totally pursue that and be very successful. And then you've also, and I don't even know if you mentioned it, but you had like a fashion kind of blog or Instagram account, right? Oh, so, yeah. That, like, that's definitely part of the journey. <laughs> I forgot about you, that. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I mean, you're very talented in a lot of different things. And I'm curious to know kind of how you have chosen what to pursue. Like, I know, like, that might kind of sound silly. Or some people are like, uh-huh, she's good at everything. You know what I mean? But, like, you're good at a lot of things. And so how have you kind of chosen what to pursue? Mm -hmm. I mean, that really has been a source of, like, inner struggle for me, honestly, over the years. I think... The first few years when I was like super just 100% in with my worship ministry, like pre-marriage, pre-kids, like it, it just felt so obvious to me that like that is what I was supposed to be doing, like for that season of my life. And the worship ministry specifically, like growing up, it was something that other people were always like calling out at me and commenting on, but my journey just with that was, I mean, not easy though, because I did grow up with a lot of like insecurity and like stage fright in the beginning mm -hmm. and just a lot of mind games, imposter syndrome, like who am I to be doing this? Like, and, and worship ministry or just like playing the piano and singing, writing music. That was so personal to me growing up. And like, it was the way that I, felt connected to the Lord. And so sometimes it was hard to like be more public with that. And if it weren't for people truly like mentoring me and kind of like calling that out of me, I don't think I would have ever gotten up anywhere and led, let alone pursued a career in it. Like it, it truly was the pastor's wife of the church that I ended up coming on staff for. Like she was very instrumental on me taking that job and then mentoring me for many years. And it, 
It's definitely been, I mean, when something is so much a part of your life for like over a decade, it's very, I mean, it, it can shake you a little bit, <laughs> like setting that down, like for sure the first year, it was just kind of like, man, who, who am I without this? Like truly, but that was such a great journey for me to go on because you know, no matter how talented we are at whatever God's gifted us to do, like we're still not defined by that. And it was just so healthy for me. I feel like to that first year, especially after stepping down from that job to like, just get comfortable, just being Lael again and not so defined by a career. And to also get really comfortable with, I, I hate when, when we, as moms say, like, I'm just a mom because mm-hmm. moms like that is, it's such a huge job. And like, I feel like having a season of life where I am able to be more present in that mom role, like it really just has like made me appreciate so much more, like how huge and weighty of a calling that is. And like not, not discounting it just because it's not, you know, it is what it is like worship leading. People just have so many ideas of that. And it still to this day is like so uncomfortable sometimes for me to like have people compliment or encourage that because it just, I don't know. It's ministry, especially when it's like viewed as a job. Like there's just a lot, a lot that comes with Mm -hmm. that. And God was so faithful to guide me through it all. But it just, I don't know. I just, I feel just as fulfilled being a mom and doing what I'm doing now with my business as I did with worship leading. But I think it's sometimes hard for people to think that I'm being honest about that. But I really (laughs) am like, I don't, I can almost sound, I I feel bad sometimes saying it, but like, I really don't miss it. Like, because I truly feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be right now Mm. and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't know if I'll ever, you know, pick up a microphone again and do that again in that capacity. I really am trying to be totally open-handed with the Lord about that. Cause I, I never wanted it to be something that I was forcing. Cause I've just, you know, there's an, there's an ugly side to network marketing. There's an ugly side to, to ministry and like, it just, you you have to guard your heart so much, no matter what industry um, or ministry you're a part of. And so I just know that if I ever do get back into that, it's totally going to have to be the Lord opening doors and leading that just like he did the first time. And I've just had to get okay too with like not feeling like I have to just stay in one lane for my entire life or like just because I'm good at one thing or multiple things like I think it is okay to just kind of experiment with different things and it's just so crazy to me how there was so much overlap even while I was a worship leader I started that fashion blog Mm -hmm. and that's really what kind of got me sparked into social media then I started helping with social media at my church in my network marketing business, it was the social media that I loved the most. And so that's really when I just kind of reflected over seeing that common pattern, that's just what kind of gave me the clarity of, you know what, in this new season, this just seems like the direction Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to go. And it's so awesome because the thing that I loved most about worship leading was getting to serve people in that way, like getting to Mm -hmm. encourage them, getting to to, to lead them to a, a place that 
you know, it's sometimes not easy to go on your own. And I still get to do that for people coaching through social media or coaching people in the, in their confidence and communication skills. Like it's just really neat. If you'll kind of take your hands off and like trust the Lord to order your steps. And like, he knows what you're gifted at and he knows what you're passionate about. And he's so creative (laughs) and how he can weave all that together. And you don't always see it and feel it in the moment of certain seasons, but you just got to keep walking it out one day at a time. And eventually you'll look up and be like, oh, wow, like he's been weaving this all together this whole time. Yeah, That's really cool that you say that. Just thinking of through all of it. Yeah. Social media has kind of been a, a constant, even when you were a worship leader, like not with the churches, like you've kind of I mean, we're sharing that on your personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember how it even came up, but my sister-in-law who at the time lived in Arkansas, like somehow we discovered that she followed you on Instagram, like oh, wow. as a worship leader, cause she is a worship leader. That's why. Cause oh, she wow. was a worship leader at a small church in Arkansas <laughs> and she like followed, you know, somehow I discovered, she's like, you actually know Lael? Like, oh my gosh, I love oh, her. And like, they literally, <laughs> like when they would come into Oklahoma and visit, like she would come to to listen, like come to your church to visit. Oh <laughs> you my leading. goodness. Yeah. That's crazy. So I don't know all that to say, you know, even that, like you were sharing on social media through that and, mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing how that was a constant thread. And when you look back, you can kind of see that. And I feel like I, I had kind of the same experience of, you know, after I had quit teaching mm-hmm. and I was doing network marketing and, but just not like, I just couldn't get into network marketing. I don't know. You know what I mean? It was like, I would get so far and I would just want to do my own thing. And I would Mm -hmm. get, you know, hung up in kind of the, the business aspect of it and getting things like the, the systems and everything Mm -hmm. set up, you know, on the back end. And it made me kind of, you know, step back. Okay. Like what, like, what is it? What is the constant theme throughout me teaching, you know, just in all of the different things that I did. And I actually, I read a book. Oh, I'm going to have to to find it and, and share it because I don't remember what it's called, but it kind of had us look through, you know, what are the common threads between your life? And for me, it was very yeah. much like kind of the systems and the planning and the like setting up stuff, you know, even in teaching, I would, I would much prefer like the days that I got to sit at my computer (laughs) and like plan out lessons (laughs) and come up with new ways to, you know, do different things rather Mm -hmm. than the actual, like being in front of a classroom teaching. Not that I didn't enjoy that, you know, and like that aspect, which I still get to do, you know, right. Like I still enjoy that kind of educating and, and teaching, you know, but I love the kind of systems and like getting things set up. And now like, that's kind of what I am focusing on is helping people Mm -hmm. actually get things set up and looking at the back end of things and, and planning it out. And so I think it's, it's really neat that, like you said, like God knows, and he, you know, throughout everything is, is kind of forming and, and helping you grow those skills and, if you absolutely kind of step back and look, you know, you you might see a thread through all of it that could be something. So. And I think too, like it's so easy. I think especially when we're 
younger, like, you know, getting ready to graduate high school and thinking about, okay, what next? Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with my life? Like, it's so easy to get caught up in like, okay, what's my actual job right. going right. to be? What's my actual position going to be? What's my career, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think when we can like dig deeper than that and, and yeah, like we're talking about like find, but what's like the root root thing mm-hmm. that can be applied to how you serve people and impact people, regardless of what your job or title is. And that that's what I realized, like I said earlier, with worship leading, it's like, it's not the getting up and singing or having a microphone in my hand or having the worship leader title next to me that is, is what I'm gifted at. It's learning how to encourage, like encouraging people and, you know, a huge part of my journey with worshiping was, was the confidence piece mm-hmm. <laughs> and like being able to help other people with that and transfer that and realize like, Hey, like it is actually a skill. Like you're not born. I mean, some people are born with born with a certain personality that maybe makes it a little bit easier, but it's like, I am living proof that you can start out so shy and scared and timid and overcome that for the sake of serving people. And so like, if I had to like boil down like my core message, whether it's with social media, worship leading or anything else, like even being a mom, it's just learning or it's just helping people learn how to serve confidently and, you know, just encouraging them on that journey. Cause I just, I know, I know what it's like. And yeah, it's just, it's just amazing what God can orchestrate when we, when we let him. <laughs> yeah. So with that, I guess let's get into kind of some of the social media piece. And Mm -hmm. that is something that you are so great at is just kind of confidently showing up, doing a lot of, you know, face to camera, talking, you know, and just kind of sharing things. And I think that's something that a lot of people are, like you said, afraid of or not confident in. So what have been some of the things that have helped you kind of overcome that you know, shyness and, and put yourself out there and be confident in that. Yeah. So it truly is a lesson that I feel like carried over from my time being a worship leader, because back when I was so timid to get up, it it wasn't necessarily that I was afraid to like get up and sing in front of people. It was, how do I really become a worship leader Mm -hmm. and not just get up there and sing a song? Cause there is a difference. Right. And my mentor at the time, I'll just never forget it. She's like, you know, you, you don't need to be afraid of people's faces. Like you don't need to be afraid of, of people. And when you're up there only concerned about how you're like, how am I looking right now? How am I sounding? Am I awkward? Am I, am I, am I, it's like, you just realize, wow, I'm literally making this all about me (laughs) when what I'm really up here to do is to serve and lead the people. Mm-hmm. And literally the same thing applies to, in, we'll talk in the context of Instagram and Instagram stories, but you know, when you are thinking about doing a face to camera story and you're just like, oh gosh, like I hate how my voice sounds. I hate how I look right now. Or I just feel like I'm so awkward. I'm so this, again, it's that inner chatter of your totally just thinking about yourself when, if you will flip the switch and realize that there are real people, you know, on the other side of the camera that are going to be watching your stories and you make the focus all about them. Not that it happens overnight, but over time, if you just push past 
that insecurity and make the focus on the people that that you're speaking to, it, it, it really is a complete game changer in terms of overcoming your insecurity or your your awkwardness. And so, I mean, literally, if there's like one tip that just I could give to anybody with social media, even with the content that you create, but especially when you show up on Instagram stories with face-to-camera video, it's think of the people, like make it about the people. How can you get on there and either encourage or educate or just empathize with people and not make it all about drawing attention to you. And I think people sometimes struggle with that because in the beginning with Instagram and when like bloggers were kind of like championing the space, it was a lot of, oh, look at me and my life and my lifestyle and my outfits and my house. And there's definitely still a lot of that that takes place. And I'm not even like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think a lot of bloggers have figured out how to do that, but still do it in a serving way instead of making it come across like this super kind of like self-absorbed materialistic thing. But really we're starting to see the shift on Instagram. I feel like where it's less about, oh, look at me and look at my life and more, hey, like I want you to like learn from me. Like I want to add something to your life instead of you just consuming looking at mine, if that makes sense. Yeah, very much. I think that's very powerful and very helpful. I, You're totally right in that I feel like anytime that I find myself not posting or not, you know, to be like not wanting to put things out there, it's because I'm thinking of me, right? <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and, you know, how will it make me look and what will people think of me and what will, you know, as opposed to if I can flip that narrative to you know, who can I help? And, and remembering that all of those numbers, right, are actual human beings, people that are, are on the other side that, that do need your help or do need the encouragement or need the entertainment, you know? And so, you know, if you can, like you said, just keep it, you know, remember that it's about adding value to other people. That is such a huge shift. Well, and one other, I feel like worship leader lesson that has transferred over for me kind of in that same vein is, you know, there would absolutely be some, I mean, I had 10 years worth of Sundays where if people think that I felt <laughs> like getting up and leading worship every single Sunday for 10 years, like, no, like I did not feel like doing that. I, there were seasons where hard things were going on and, but I didn't have the option, you know, to be like, I don't feel like getting up and leading today. So I'm just gonna, you know, just, just chill. But I feel like with social media and and, and Instagram stories, for example, like sometimes it's easy to look at it that way. And I'm not, I'm definitely not one of those people that's like, you need to be showing up like every single day and you know, or the algorithm's gonna, like, I don't, I don't like that, like fear mongering (laughs) on social media and like putting all this pressure that, you know, it's just gotta be constant. But I think you just have to look at the bigger picture and think, man, like, am I making excuses in certain situations? And am I lacking consistency because I'm giving too much into like, oh, I just don't feel like showing up today versus, 
in any other job where people were counting on me to show up, like I wouldn't have the option not to show up if I didn't feel like it. And so if my heart with my social media is to truly like get on and provide value to people and to serve people, then there is an element of consistency in the big picture that I need to have. Otherwise, I mean, if if I'm literally just going by my feelings all the time, like it will be so sporadic and not consistent. And if that's the place that you're operating from, specifically with stories on Instagram, like it's just going to be very difficult to build like trust and credibility with people when that consistency isn't there. Mm -hmm. So with that and kind of, you know, going into like how you actually do this and manage it as a busy mom, what are some things and ways that you are able to keep consistency? You know, what are some of the practical things that you do to make sure that you are showing up consistently, even though your schedule is probably not very consistent with little ones, as most are not? And, you know, kind of what do you have in place? What are some of those practical things that help you stay consistent, even when you don't feel like it? And even when, you know, your schedule or things are crazy with kiddos? Yeah. So I think for me, I don't know when I made this mental conscious decision, but it, I mean, it really was probably back with my first network marketing business because I realized how key social media was going to be to that. I just kind of made this internal decision that at a minimum, at a minimum, I'm going to be consistent with my stories. I remember like towards the beginning of this year, I think in the month of May, I went back and counted how many times I actually posted to my feed. And it was like 10 times, like 10 posts for like the first five months of the year. But I, I didn't, I didn't feel that because I was still consistent with my stories. So like, even though if you looked at my grid, it would look like I've kind of like pieced out a little bit. It didn't feel that way to me because my DMs were so full and I'm still having all of these, like all, all of this engagement on my stories with polls and question boxes and all this stuff that I just kind of consistently do that for me, making that commitment to add a minimum, always stay consistent with stories. It's just, it's, it's almost so ingrained in me at this point that I don't, I don't think about it. So it's like, it's not like week to week. I'm like scheduling. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to do stories on this day, this day, and this day. I definitely don't do that. I am a little bit of like fly by the seat of my pants. I think a lot of that does come just with mom territory, but I think just, again, just like making that decision internally, that stories is going to be my thing. I just see so much value in it. I feel so connected to my online community with stories that it's like, whether or not I get a post out or a reel out or an IGTV or all the other different forms of content on Instagram, like I have internally decided, like, I am going to stay consistent with stories. So it's, for me, it's less of a planned out thing and more of like a, just an internal non-negotiable. And because I've mentally made that decision, it does easily kind of just flow and it's something I'm conscious of, I feel like week to week. Now there's still definitely some weeks I'm more absent than others. But again, I, I really try to zoom out a lot on my social media activity or on like 
business stuff because it is so easy to like just measure yourself from day to day instead of like, okay, but let's look at your week to week comparison or your month to month. And like, let's not beat ourselves up over, oh, I didn't post today, but Mm -hmm. hey, I'm doing pretty good like for the week or for the month. And so, yeah, I don't know if that's, I, I wish, honestly, I wish I was that person that was more planned out with content. And it's definitely still like a goal of mine. It's something I want to work towards, but one of the thing I, things I love about stories is that it, it can be more on the fly. And it's actually, mm-hmm. in some respects, probably better for it to be more on the fly. Because right. Right? It, it is that more digest, digestible, raw content. Now, if you're wanting to be more strategic with like doing like a mini training or something like that, where you're like leading into something else, like there's definitely benefits to like planning when you're going to go on and what you're going to do and all of that. But Mm -hmm. I think, I think again, it just comes down to people just making a decision. Like what, what are my non-negotiables going to be? Because that, that really will have a big impact on how consistent you are with it. And I also like, I do like to incorporate my kids sometimes, but I also don't feel pressured to do that either. Because I think as a mom, especially there's this, a little bit of an internal, struggle we have sometimes of how much do I share or don't share my kids, especially if I'm wanting to be relatable to other moms. And I just, I feel like there was a point where that was stressing me out. And I just, again, decided I'm not letting this stress me out anymore. And if I want to incorporate my kids on my stories, I will. And if I don't, I'm not going to feel like I'm any less relatable as a mom for not showing my kids 24 seven, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So like, as you're going throughout your day, I mean, can you just give us like an example of like how you consciously just kind of go like, okay, I'm going to do a story about this. You know what I mean? Like what, what kind of comes up for you to choose like, Hey, I'm going to do a story about this. Yeah. So I will say like, I feel like I've noticed a pattern now that my kids are consistently in a mother's day out Mm -hmm. that I do try to capitalize on that time for sure. And like, I like doing stories in the car a lot. (laughs) I don't know if it's just like, it's, it's like, it's quiet. I can collect my thoughts. The lighting's good. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like cars, the doing stories in the car, especially if I'm like getting on to do something intentional, which I think Mm -hmm. this is another important thing to keep in mind with stories too. It's like, Sometimes you are just going to have the like sporadic, oh, look at what, look at this funny thing my kids or my husband are doing, or look at what what I'm cooking for dinner tonight. Just, just that kind of like filler lifestyle content, which is great. But I think if you are genuinely wanting to like build your credibility on stories, you're wanting to provide value on stories, then, then there is a little bit more like thinking through and planning that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I think again, on like my mother's day out days, for example, I just kind of am already thinking like, okay, what, what am I going to bring today? That's going to be a little bit more valuable. Like for me, I want to try to share, share viable social media tips. So sometimes I'll do like mini trainings on those days and know that I'll have the time to actually like record them and caption them and, you know, get them in a good presentable form to share with my, my audience. But yeah, it really is a lot of flying by the seat of my pants. So I'm like, I will not even try to act like it's not. <laughs> that's okay. Because I think you're right. I think stories, that's probably a good thing 
because you do want it to be mm-hmm. kind of more that authentic. This is just what's going on and kind of throughout the day, you know, so that you are mm-hmm. popping up, you know, first in the feet, like that kind of thing too. So oh, yeah. it's not like you want to to necessarily have all of your content, put it all out, you know, at the beginning of the day or something like that. You want it to kind of be spread out and random. And so for sure. Cool. Well, so is there anything else that you can think of for the mom listening of just like, how do you do all of this when you've got little ones at home? You know, it can totally be a time suck, especially social media, because Mm -hmm. you can get stuck just consuming, you know, rather than creating. Are there any other kind of tips that you have for how to actually make it work as a mom? Oh, for sure. Well, and I, you know, I feel like I'm starting to see a trend of moms being more open about getting help for certain things. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to always be honest about that. Like, yes, my kids are in Mother's Day out. Yes, we have our house cleaned like every other week. Like that's something we started back when I was working full time. But even when I came home, like my husband and I talked about it, it's like, it was still very much worth it to us yeah. to still make that happen. And so, and even before my kids were in Mother's Day out, like we were hiring, like we like we had a consistent babysitter just to give me those windows of time to just try to have that focused time because it, and I'm not going to act like there definitely still aren't times where I'm having to work while my kids are around, but I just, with the way that I work, like I'm so much better when I can have focused Mm -hmm. time to try to knock out, you know, what I can. And sometimes I am still doing things at night, you know, after the kids go to bed. I mean, that's for sure what the case was back when I had my network marketing business and was working full-time at the church a lot of, you know, after bedtime work hours. And so, but again, I think it just comes down to really being honest about the season that you're in, you and your husband are in, you and your kids are in, like, you know, different people in your family are going to need you in different ways and all those different seasons. And it just all comes down to communication and just being honest and not, feeling bad if you have to hit the brakes or like pause or it's not going as fast as you want it to. And I like when you're an achieving type like that can be really difficult at times, (laughs) but it's like, I don't know. I just feel like one way or the other, you're going to learn that lesson (laughs) either the hard way or just like accepting it early on. And I would definitely encourage people just, just to surrender and not have to learn it the hard way. Cause it just, I don't know. I think, I think it probably really does all go back to like the comparison, the comparison trap mm-hmm. and just really paying attention to the voices and the influences around you. And again, I think in network marketing specifically, women really have to be on guard with that because there is not one way that it needs to be done. There's not one way that it needs to look. There's not one version of success. Like I think it is like an incredible way for women to get their feet wet in entrepreneurship. And it may be their sole thing, you know, from that moment on, or it might be a little similar to our stories where it leads to something else, but you, you just really got to guard your heart on who's trying to define success for you. 
And you, I mean, sometimes that's guarding, like sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. So sometimes you have to guard your heart from yourself, which is why, you know, I'm always going to be an advocate for staying in the word, staying in prayer, have honest conversations with your spouse, like, cause it'll, it'll all shake out and line up the way that it's supposed to when all of those things are happening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, like we kind of mentioned before, it's very easy to, you know, compare ourselves to people that don't have kids or maybe have older kids or are, you know, working full time and have their kids in daycare or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. just remembering, you know, where we're at and always coming back to, you know, what do you want your life to look like? Because I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be working full time. Right. I don't, you know, I want to have the time with my kids and, remembering that it's a season, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not always going to be this way and realizing that that's coming even quicker. You know, I mean, just, I was talking to, to my oldest on the way to pre-K, you know, today, which right now he's in half day pre-K, but, you know, just saying, well, next year you'll, you'll be there all day, (laughs) you know, and it's just like, goodness, next year, you know, like you're going to be in all day school. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just remembering that it's a season, giving ourselves grace. Oh yeah. I think the other thing too, that's helped me with a lot of the comparison stuff is just realizing, man, if you can learn to fall in love, it sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Like if you can learn to fall in love with the actual journey and not get so caught up in like outcomes and goals, but you fall in love with like the growth on the way to achieving those goals, like there's just such a freedom and a contentment that comes with that. And it's not that you throw goals and achievement out the window. Like it is helpful to have markers to shoot for and stuff. But again, it's not like it's the end all be all. It's not Mm -hmm. like the world stops if you don't hit certain things or you don't hit things as fast as you wanted to like. And I mean, that really has been my heart and my focus with even how I've started the social bloom. Like at first I was falling into the comparison trap a little bit and thinking like, okay, like right off the bat, like I just, I've got to, I've just got to make money with this to prove that it's successful and to prove that, but I knew deep down, it's like, man, I don't, I don't want that to be the focus. And I don't want that to be my motivator. And again, like, I think this is why defining things and knowing what senior senior in is so important. Like for me, making money is not like a huge must. Like I am fortunate to be in the position with my husband right now where it's like, me pursuing this is more for like some extra goals we have and what we want our future to look like. It's not like our lives actually depend on me working. Mm -hmm. So if that was the case, then I probably would be hustling different and there would be nothing wrong with that. But I had to get honest with where we actually are at in this season. And I'm like, man, you know, I really want to spend the first several months of this new brand and business just serving and giving value and not expecting anything in return monetarily and like learning my community better and what they actually need and then go create something Mm -hmm. to offer them monetarily. And that has been so rewarding for me. And like, and I don't know if it is just because I came off of a hard hitting season of network marketing 
and just kind of like, you know, when you don't want to feel like you're selling your community and your audience 24 seven and, you know, not every network marketer does. Like, I think there are people that definitely have learned the balance, but I just felt like I was in a season where I was like, you know what? I need to just not sell anything (laughs) for a bit and (laughs) just be and just create to create Mm -hmm. and just have fun with my community and serve them. And like, it's really been confirming that, man, like I do love this so much that I would do it even if I didn't get paid. Now, do I still have dreams of like building it to a point where it is bringing in great income for my family. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't know. I just, that, that pressure is off. Like I know that will come when it's meant to come because I'm doing this from a place of truly wanting to like serve and help people. And it's just inevitable when you serve people well, like, I mean, I just believe like the money will, will follow to an extent. It's not, it's obviously like a lot more to it. Than right, that, right. But you know what I mean? Like the root, right. the root yeah. motivation well, of that. Yeah. I think it's just a testament that, I mean, there's, there's no right or wrong mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, we have to kind of be on our own journey and take a look at what we really want and what we need and, you know, For the season sure. that we're in and pursue that. So I could seriously talk about this all day, (laughs) but I I know that (laughs) we both have little ones to go pick up. Yes. (laughs) We might just have to have you come back again (laughs) and do a whole nother episode. Huge honor. Thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. Yeah. Thank you so much. So can you just share with everybody where they can come connect with you? Yes, I definitely love hanging out on Instagram the most. So I am over there at at underscore L-A-E-L. And then from my Instagram, you can also um, find the link to my open free social media Facebook community called the Social Bloom Room. And every month we're I do some kind of like free training, Q&A session. There's three challenges that we've done where you can download free workbooks and just access everything that's basically happened since June of this year and just some awesome, some awesome girls in that group. So would love to have any of you come hang out. Yes, for sure. Go join the group because like she said, she's done great challenges that she totally could charge for. (laughs) So get in while it's free. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and we will chat soon. Thanks so much. All right. All right. I am back after the interview. I hope that you enjoyed that and had lots of takeaways just like I did. I was super encouraged and challenged and refreshed after talking with Lael. So definitely go connect with her on Instagram and in her Facebook group. They are both linked in the show notes as well as the book that I mentioned. And then find me on Instagram at Cami Lane to make sure that you get entered for the giveaway that is going on right now. You have a chance to win annual membership for the Purpose to Profit Society and a little bundle of lots of things that I love as well as anybody that leaves a review is going to get a special invite to the goal planning workshop that I am having at the beginning of January. So make sure you head on over, check that out on Instagram, leave a review and get entered for the giveaway. All right, I'll chat with you soon.